This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to Bois. Bois. I am Mike, and this is Rusty. Rusty, we uh, are doing this remotely today. Yeah, we're doing another little remote <clears throat> special for you guys. Yeah, I uh, had to go to Houston uh, the last couple of days and uh, just got back, and so uh, we weren't able to coordinate the studio, so we're, we're doing this one remote, but uh, Friday we should be in the studio again, uh, just like normal. Yeah, for sure. So, season four, episode 18. Won't you pee my neighbor? Yeah, pee Am my I saying neighbor, that correctly? Or, or, well, probably not. I imagine it's like my is probably how that's pronounced. It's probably like pi may or something, or may or my, maybe is how that's pronounced, that AI. I'm not really sure. Yeah, they say it at one point, but I, I, I don't know. I couldn't, for some reason, I couldn't follow along. Um, uh, it's the, uh, the Laotian New Year. Yeah, is what what that is. Yeah, yeah. Pi my, pi my. Won't you pi my man? I don't know. All right, so uh, we start this Laotian New Year, my Laotian New Year, my neighbor. That's it. You got it. Uh, All right, so we start this thing. No bell, no yell. Uh, We are in the alley with all four folks. Uh, Bill uh, takes one of the beer cans and sticks it on Dale's neck, and Dale's like, "Ah, "Don't cold can me." And they all laugh, and it's it's a it's a real good time, I guess. Uh, it's just another example of these guys just kind of farting around out in the uh, alleyway. Uh, up comes Khan, and he's handing out invites. Now these these little invites they say the Susa News and Phones uh, cordially invite you to attend a Pi Mai party, and he says. Um, here you go, RSVP. He's talking to all four of these guys. He said it means respondez-vous et s'il vous plaît, which in redneck means pick up the phone, call, and give me a head count for a big Laotian New Year's party. Hank, who's never heard of this, says uh, New Year's party. We're not falling for a New Year's party in April, Con. He thinks he's uh, he's trying to get to the hillbillies. <clears throat> Dale says we are not April fools. Uh, Khan responds with, uh, you're as dumb as chimps. Laotians use lunar calendar. So our new year coming April, it's called Pi Mai. And then Bill says, uh, so when do you pay your taxes? August? Uh, which I thought was, Khan responds with, okay, this is real simple. You all come to my big Pi Mai party, get out of your stinking pig pens for a night. See what it's like to live in a pottery barn catalog. You ever been in a pottery barn? Uh, no, but I've been in that world food market and I imagine that's probably similar with some of the stuff it's, they have in there. It's a lot of like, yeah, yeah. They, uh, a lot of, um, I, also what was the other one? Pier one. It's kind of like that, you know, like yeah, a yeah, yeah, one yeah. Or a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of that stuff. A lot of people in, uh, sweaters draped over their shoulders or tied around their waist, uh, shopping for very expensive furniture. So uh, Hank says, huh, so Khan's party, uh, Khan's already walked off. He says, okay, so Khan's party is real. I'm going to RSVP. Uh, I'm going to RSVP that I'm not going. And then <laughs> and Dale responds with, nope. Bill says, nuh-uh. And then uh, our Boomhauer says, nuh-uh. And then Bill says, je responds non, absolute non. So all of a sudden, Bill can speak French. And I yeah, guess- all of a sudden. Yeah, I that's guess this goes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I think it goes back to his, yeah. uh, his Cajun roots. Because he speaks French there too. 
Yeah, yeah, it's really weird how, and we've already had that one episode where he did uh, go to Louisiana. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I guess yeah, he picked up uh... on a lot of that while he was there. Uh, next thing we see is uh, we are in the backyard at the Hill House. You got Hank, Peggy, Bobby, Con Jr. all back there. And uh, Bobby says, I'm going to make a pie my resolution to kiss you every day and to get out more. Um, uh, and he's talking to Connie, of course. And uh, you hear from Con over the fence. He's Con Jr. She says, I better go. If my dad sees us together, he thinks I'm collecting soil samples. So I guess <laughs> <laughs> I guess she told him he was, she was off doing something sciencey. Um Bobby says, your dad's days of hating me are coming to a close. You can hate a kid. Uh, who can hate a kid who can Charleston? And then he starts doing the Charleston, which is just the, it's the weirdest trans, it's it's the weirdest thing between yeah. your this dad is hates the, me uh, I, I can dance. This is also the first episode of, uh, this is the first episode with where they discuss their relationship since that the, the last episode where they kind of like confess their where they had that episode yeah. where they were confessing their love for each other kind of thing yeah, over the fence. This is like the stuff, first, yeah. yeah. The over the fence episode uh, where Hank says, get the 10 foot and all that, that yeah. particular episode. So this is kind of like the first call back to now we get to see them being together instead of them just being friends. So yeah. now they've, it's like them growing. Cause one of the things that uh, King of the Hill does that again, a lot of cartoons don't do is the continuity thing. And this again, kind of plays on that continuity as they're getting older as, because Bobby does get older throughout the show. Cause they do go from one school to the next school kind of thing yeah. uh, at, at one point. Uh, and uh, that's they what this is. this is like that evolution. Yeah. They are good at the continuity that that is that you really, really have to appreciate the fact that it's a cartoon and for yet, the most part, for the yeah, most part, I mean, yeah. we've caught a couple of, couple of production things like where they produce sure. an episode before they've released it and they've you know released a production order but it's still like the story just seamlessly continues to move forward yeah well it's still not you know tom and jerry where uh they blow up and then the next scene they're fine you know it's yeah, not yeah, anything yeah. like that so yeah yeah peggy sees uh bobby doing the charleston uh <laughs> which that's got to be a red flag to a parent uh peggy says hank we are going to that party they are connie's parents and it's not like there's a stream of girls lining up to date bobby there is one hank says yeah well there used to be none <laughs> so she, <laughs> says, she says exactly that's why we're gonna do uh and pretend like we like con and men now let's practice i'll be con she goes you are a dumb redneck he goes oh that sounds more like men she he said <laughs> peggy says leave my wife out of this here billy he goes i wish they'd move <laughs> that's my favorite exchange in this whole episode is I that right there. that's really really funny uh, i like uh you know that's the first that you don't get very very uh many moments where you see hank expressing humor and that's yeah. what i like about this him and peggy having a humorous moment together two of the most unhumorous people on the show having a humorous moment together is fun absolutely absolutely uh i just love the I wish they'd move. All right. So now we're in uh, Khan's house. Uh, they're in the living room and um, uh, they're trying a dress or men's trying to dress on Connie. Uh, and, and Connie's like, uh, I'm not wearing that to the pie, my party. I don't know why you buy clothes for me online. Men says, Wasana songs might come. I, they are always chasing the damn Wasana songs. They are uh, always chasing the Wasana songs. Oh my yeah. gosh. And, and um, uh, Connie says, chain wasana song is the biggest shank in our class now i don't know what a shank is but i can infer yeah, I don't from <laughs> from the uh the context clues uh men says they very important family ted wasana song member of nine rivers country club but well, we all know that at this point man uh con's like hey, hey hey i just get big call she says ted wasana song he said yes they are coming to our party and ted says they're bringing along important monks she says buddhist monks he goes yeah 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 buddhist whatever monks I'll get shrimp. Yeah, big shrimp. These monks are looking for reborn spirit of some llama named Lama Sanglug. Lesser known llama, but still spiritual big shot. Anyway, you slice it. They think he reincarnated in this area. They look all over McMainerberry, turn up squat. Ted says all point, all signs point to chain. Okay, so Ted Wasanasong's son is supposedly yeah. a reincarnated monk. Yep. That's yeah. what it says. Yeah, okay. so... Uh... Let's see. Oh, this yeah. is so weirdest... according to Artie's, this is Artie's notes yeah. here that we've got Go from him. It. He says, uh, this episode's depiction of Buddhism is relatively wrong. Uh, 
uh, Laotian people like Khan do not make use of the Buddhism title of Lama used oh. by these monks because they study different types of Buddhism. Uh, there's, uh, th- I'm, I'm going to butcher these pronunciations. There's Thera, Therarada. Okay. There's Varyanya. And then there's Tibetan. And uh, Laotians are mostly the the Theravada, but this episode combines the Varyanha and Tibetan Buddhist elements together. So instead of doing the Laotian Buddhists, what Laotian Buddhists are, they combine two different types of Buddhism. And that's how they depict it in this episode, which is probably more to do with uh, how Buddhism is. This is my just my guess. This isn't like what i've read anywhere fact but what i feel like in the production is is they went with probably what is most known in to them in the states what was the easiest to research and easiest to study in the united states and i imagine there's a lot of tibetan and varyanha uh buddhists compared to laotian buddhists you know because the the other issue buddhists and tibetan buddhists sure the the other issue is you don't have a, a laotian person playing laotian on this and so it would be a yeah, little yeah, different i, I guess see, yeah. if they if they did it these days i would assume it would hit a lot closer you know probably so yeah uh so she says you hear that connie chain could be a llama a great leader uh connie says uh what make everybody so sure that chain is a llama uh and they said uh uh he's second second oboe runner-up in westinghouse science contests and he has terrific posture okay so that makes you a monk yeah. Uh, she, Connie says, I'm first violin and Westinghouse winner. How do you know I'm not the llama? And then Khan's just like, oh, Connie, a llama. Oh, that'd be amazing. Finally, start up jerk Ted Wasana song. Have to kiss my ass. It's always about getting over on Wasana song or catching even with Wasana song. It's like, um, what do they call it? Yeah, he's always got a one up him. Well, it's like keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing, right? Yeah, he, for sure. he just has to at any point. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, is no matter what he does or what he attempts to to do to be better than Ted Wasana song, he always ends up holding the stick, looking like a jackass. Uh, especially that callback to the episode where he turns into a redneck and he goes and starts doing MMA fight. Well, not MMA, just backyard backyard fighting. That particular episode right there is because he failed to meet up to some expectation that he set for himself to try to be Wasana song like, yeah. and he always falls short of it. That's the that's the thing I like about him is he always tries to break into that next tax bracket in appearances, but yeah. he never really can. He's he's one of those guys that's at Rena Center getting the sound system, the the couches, you know, and he's he's Rena just Center. strung out on debt. Yeah, well, that's what I think. I think that's he's right. one of those oh, guys that oh, has well, I, all I think, this stuff, and he's strung out on debt. <laughs> I think we see that down the line, right? With the with the uh, uh, the radio, the jukebox, and the radio, and all and that stuff going stuff. on. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so uh, now we've got Khan's uh, uh, backyard. Uh, there's a party. The three monks are coming out. Uh, the three guys, uh, Dale, Bill, and Boomhauer, are all standing over by the fence drinking beer, of course. Um, the monks come out, and uh, Bill says, Hey, Hank. Uh, Hank says, Bill, he goes, Happy Pie Mai, and then he dumps a, a cup of water right on <laughs> Hank's face. And Hank's like, Oh, damn it, Bill. And then he goes, Well, that's a Pie Mai custom. Uh, Dale says I'm in and he just throws his beer right on Hank. I, I don't know how Hank didn't just kick their ass right there. Yeah. I'm not really sure either. I, th- I feel like he would. I mean, he does grab them by the collar, you know, and he's yeah. like, like wrestling them and they're grunting and groaning and stuff. And then, uh, out comes Khan. He goes, Oh, gentle Christian neighbor. As you might hear from my daughter Sang Lang, uh, I mean, Connie, uh, where that come from? They throw water on you to wash away the old year and bring luck for the new. So that's what that was all about. Uh, yeah. Hank Hank drops them both. Uh, then in comes um, Bobby, and he's like, Connie, Connie. And then here comes Connie in a pink dress. He goes, I saw Chain trying to suck up to the monks by wrapping up a to-go plate. I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> she says, he is such a loser. And then Bobby says, uh, talk to the junior monk. He likes oceanography. And who went to oceanography camp? And she says, oh, me. Oh, and Chain. Uh, or Chan. What's his name? Chan Chain? Shane. It's like Shane, but with a C, right? Yeah, but they pronounce Shane. it Shane. Okay. All right. So it's Shane. Uh, Bill runs up to the uh, con and the monks and he goes, Hey, con, I found one of your Heineken sitting in the back of the crisper drawers. Can I have it? <laughs> so he's in there going through his fridge. 
uh Khan says oh that's not my beer i don't drink and then he just bows to the monks you know uh bill, uh, bill says uh men said it was yours he goes oh take it take it village idiot in this village you're really saying something and yet connie my daughter still read to him well she doesn't read to bill but she doesn't okay. read to bill but yeah <laughs> Uh, it would be funny if she did though yeah uh then we see connie coming around the side of the garage uh and shane is over there uh he's he's spinning a basketball on his finger and she goes good luck trying to be a llama chain says you don't have to try to be a llama you either are or you aren't and i am she goes why would a llama want to come back as a third oboe he says second connie she goes any woodwind now i don't know what her problem is with woodwinds but <laughs> but that's well, a pretty good always... burn when I was in band for a little while. So when you're in band, there's always like a rivalry between the sections. And then there's an even bigger rivalry in the sections between like the first three players in that section. So oh, sure. like you always want that first chair kind of thing. And uh, I was actually in a rivalry one time with a guy for first chair for trumpet. And I used to piss the guy off so much because I had a natural ability for music. Cause my whole, we're all like, my whole family's like, everybody's all in, in the music and plays instruments and stuff like that. Yeah. So I never had to practice as much as he did. And it would piss him off because I would not really study the music and I would just do like a, a dry run of the sheet music. And he would have practiced for hours and I would go in and I would take first chair every time and I never even needed to practice. Yeah. So it's that same kind of thing here. The third chair oboes and second chair who would want to come back as a third chair oboe who'd want but to come a, back as an oboe a player? woodwind at all who would want to be a yeah. woodwind? uh okay so we're uh in Khan's house men and the monks are sitting in the living room and men says and when she little girl she named her goldfish llama sunglong uh and the monk says we would like to <laughs> lay out some artifacts for your daughter and the wasana song boy to observe if either child is reincarnated llama they will choose correctly she says oh yes the test i go get her so that's uh, like so so to become like the Dalai Lama, it's literally just like a 50-50 chance. It's I like guess. rolling the dice. They yeah. put a bunch of stuff in front of you and you got to pick what it is. Well, what they're saying, what they go on to that's say crazy. here is that it belonged to the other llama before he died. And so if they are truly the reincarnated llama, they'll pick out his object. Do they make right? it easy though? Do they put like the ancient artifact no. and then like a nickel next to well, it or something so you know which one's which? In just a second, the thing that Bobby picks up does not seem very old to me. Uh, the other monk sitting there as as uh, Connie or uh, men's going to go get Connie. He goes, uh, I need the keys to the Aerostar. So uh, have you ever owned an Aerostar? An Aerostar? Yeah. Uh, I've never owned one, but I've been in one before. Yeah. <laughs> I used to I used to own a, a Ford Aerostar and um, I beat the hell out of that thing. Uh, I would use it to take things to and from places I was selling stuff and, and oh boy. Yeah. Uh, we, we, it's, we it's used to ride a, around. It's not a classic to, vehicle. Yeah. No, we used to ride around in the Chevy component. We used to ride around in the, well, Chevy GMC. My yeah. buddy had a GMC Safari that uh, we lived together. So we shared it pretty much. So sure. we used to drive around in the Safari, uh, the safari died so we were at a buddy's house uh which is in an apartment complex that had a big wooded area behind it and the balcony from the apartment faced that wooded area well we were all inside playing video games having a good time and we step outside to smoke a cigarette on the balcony and the whole forest is just filled with smoke in front of us so we're like well what the heck's going on so we hop down and go around to the side of the apartment complex and the van was on fire <laughs> oh wow so yeah, the van... Waco PD, Waco PD had already shown up. Like we were inside, and the van must have caught on fire with within like fifteen minutes of us being there. Because oh we we parked, went inside, all hung out for about an hour, and then stepped on the balcony to smoke a cigarette. And by the time we hopped down and went around, uh, it was already put out. Like they were already in the process of it was like completely out, and they were just like sitting there writing up paperwork and stuff on it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a car catch on fire. Um, never while i've been in it but yeah. we had uh it was my buddy's van well it had issues with the radiator and stuff like that and we had sure. to keep like five jugs of water in the back so i mean instead <laughs> yeah. of getting the radiator and we, we have had those cars yeah we have had those yeah. cars yeah absolutely uh so we see the monks lay all their bowls and all the items on what, what essentially is a rug in the in yeah. the yard everybody's kind of standing around and watching and of course dale he's like hey a yard sale how much for the bell which I thought was a pretty damn good joke. Uh, the uh, that is a good one. 
<laughs> the, the monk responds, no, this is a test. One of these objects belonged to our revered Lama before he died. And they're back there chanting. And he goes, his reborn spirit will recognize the object and choose it. Dale says, oh, let me try. How much is it? A dollar a play? He still thinks it's like a carnival game that yeah. got going on here. <laughs> By the way, you can tell that the head llama is Stephen Root. Um, he he does a good job with the voice, but you can always tell when it's Stephen Root. Oh, yeah, for sure. His voice is one of the most notable ones, I think, in the whole show. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, then Ted Wasana Song shows up, uh, you know, with his kid. He, he They're already there, and he says, okay, son, you the llama, you the llama. And then... Uh, uh, Khan is like, watch close. Every monk has a tell. He's telling, he's telling Connie that. Um, then Min says, hurry, hurry. You got to pick before Shane. Uh, Hank, he's like, uh, hi there. Great to see the kids enjoying a good old pop-pop-pop-pop-pop-pop party. <laughs> he does his best. He does his he best tried. to say it. He oh, tried. my gosh. Uh, and then they're like, oh, out of my way, redneck. It's test time. Uh, and Hank says, Hey, uh, 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 Peggy does a good to you talking about, <laughs> talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about, uh, Connie or, uh, uh, men, uh, Bobby says, uh, Oh, uh, she says, Oh no. And so what they're trying to do is outrun chain to the items, you know, and he's, he's got a bead on something and Bobby is trying to make it so that, uh, Connie is the first one over there to pick something because he wants her to win, you know? Uh, and so yeah, he yeah, comes yeah. up and he goes, I'll stall him. I'll stall him. And he picks up basically just a, a regular crook cane, you know, like a wooden cane that somebody would walk with. It doesn't look like an old thing. Uh, it looks like, uh, basically something that that frog used to use when they hello, my baby. Hello. My, you know, it's like that kind of yeah, cane, right? Yeah. yeah. Warner Brothers frog. Yeah. Uh, so he picks up the cane right before Shane gets there and he goes, Hey, Shane, bust a move with me. And he starts twirling the cane and everything. And then it happens. The monks all bow to Bobby uh, because it, they yeah. now assume that he is the monk. Yep. So with that, we will take our first commercial break and we'll be right back. Well, let me tell you, Rusty, uh, eating healthy used to be a struggle for me, but that was before I discovered the Blendjet 2 portable blender. The Blendjet 2. Now when fast food temptation strikes, I just blend up a delicious and nutritious protein shaker smoothie. You know, they gave us a whole bunch of those uh, little packages that came with the blender. Yeah. And there's some really good flavors in there. I mean, there's some like that matcha thing. The green matcha? Yeah. 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 Those are pretty damn good. Uh, Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up smoothies at work, uh, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. Mm. It's small enough to fit uh, in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Maybe a human thumb. Don't, it doesn't. Don't put your thumb in it. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15-plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C, which has saved us all. There's nothing worse than turning that USB thing over and over and over and over and then finally finding how it plugs in, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't USB like that either. Saved yes. USB-C saved us all. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. <laughs> Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. Uh, there's 30 plus colors and patterns to choose from. There's a Blendjet 2 to complement just about any style. I have, um, we have a pink one? Lavender. Oh, I think ours is lavender. Uh, yeah. Mine is the Toy Story Aliens. Oh, yeah. It's like the Pizza Planet one. Ooh, yeah. that Ooh. one. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, they've got some really cool uh, um, colors, and yeah. but I really like the patterns. I know one of the people here got one that looks like Woody the Sheriff. Is there a code with them? There is a code. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and glab, gra <laughs> grab yours glibity, today. Glibity glab glob. it today. Glibity, uh, glob. And when you do glab it, uh, make sure you use the promo code. BWAAA12. That's to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. Go to Blendjet.com and use the code BWAAA12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Blendjet 2, formerly known as Blendjet. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's me, your puzzle-loving pal. Did you know I was a puzzle-loving pal? I didn't know you were a puzzle-loving pal. <laughs> I got to tell you about my latest obsession. It's Wongo Puzzles. 
Uh, these things are the real deal. They are high quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I have been there. I will tell you this: uh, my parents, you know, they're very old and decrepit, and uh, they make uh, they they do puzzles all the damn time. Yeah, like there's always a table that what has like an unfinished do, right? puzzle. Yeah, it's either that or I don't know. Die. <laughs> feel, feel your bones. Uh, so they these puzzles, these Wongo puzzles, they are a hundred percent wooden. Uh, the last forever. Uh, each piece is hand drawn. Just think about that for a second. Each piece is hand, hand drawn, drawn. So no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun whimsy pieces as you work through it. Whimsy. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. You know, before we started doing this, I didn't realize how many people I know already have these Wongo puzzles. I mean, they're they're apparently pretty. pretty you can't go wherever Juan go. <laughs> With uh, stunning designs and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. I loved doing the snow globe puzzle myself. It was great to pull out a puzzle and be done in a night and not have it on the table for a week. Uh, So what are you waiting for? Let's go to Wongo Puzzles, W-O-N-G-O Puzzles.com and pick a puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code B-W-A-A-A for 10% off your order. It's the most fun you'll have with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to W-O-N-G-O puzzles.com and use your code B-W-A-A-A to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. Okay, and we are back. Uh, Back from the first commercial break. Uh, Bobby is in the midst of being assumed that he is a monk. Uh, reincarnated Somlong, and uh, he's like, no, 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 please, 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 get up, get up, get up. He's talking to the monks, right? Because they're all bowing to him now. He said, I'm just a warm-up act. Here, here, uh, Connie, take the test. And uh, Connie's like, Bobby, you just took the test. He said, uh, no, That's I didn't. You took I didn't. Passed. <laughs> yeah, he didn't mean to, right? He goes, nope. uh, Connie, here's your cane. He's trying to hand it to him. And then and then the monk speaks up. He goes, you have selected correctly. And that cane belonged to Senglog. Uh, and then you can hear the other monks in the background just chanting. He goes, Bobby, we believe you're a very special child. Sanglug was also joyful and given to dance. You could be destined to be a spiritual leader as the reincarnation of Lama Sanglug. And then Hank's like, okay, okay, that's enough. We're, we're going home. Show's over. Bobby says, uh, oh, this is all a big mistake. You don't want me. And the monk says, no, Bobby, today you passed a very important test. Our leader the Rimnosh, I, I don't know what that means, uh, will yeah, come yeah. here next Sunday to confirm our findings. Now, the one that comes, the Rinpoche, R-I-N-P-O-C-H-E, yeah. I'll look it up real quick. That's the one that that is Stephen Root, because he comes in and he's got, only only way I know to describe it is I've seen like those Aztec yeah. headdresses, you know, like the big thing that they used to have on. And so at the end yeah. of this, he comes in to verify that Bobby is the, the and that's, that's well, definitely funny, Stephen uh, Root. It's funny because it kind of calls back to the Tibetan thing where I talked about being a Tibetan monk and how they talk about like the the the, the Buddhism they talk about here is mostly two two types that aren't Laotian. Yes. Uh, the word means precious one. It's actually a Tibetan oh. honorific term. Okay. That specifically means precious one. But when you talk about boot in the terms of Buddhism, it means, uh, like a monastic uh, teacher. So, uh, okay. so it's bestowed upon teachers who have been recognized as the reincarnation of a great teacher. So, I would assume uh, that's, he's, that's the, he's the highest is. on the ladder yeah. too, you know, that kind so, of thing. Yeah. So if you're a plumber in Buddhism, you, you have to be recognized as the reincarnation of a great plumber. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm getting from this. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, I think it's pretty good. Uh <laughs> Anyway, he says that uh, they're going to be here next Sunday uh, and they'll confirm the findings. Hank says, look here, I can't stop you from doing what you do at the airports, but in my neighborhood, y'all stay away from my son. So Hank is completely mixing this up with uh, Hare Krishnas uh, that pass out the flowers and try to get people in the airport. Um, uh, Connie says, thanks a lot, Bobby. Bobby's like, but I didn't do anything. That guy in the dress is loco. And he makes like the crazy sign next to his ear. Connie says uh, that guy's a monk and that dress is a robe and my religion is not a joke. And she's very, I mean, she's very serious about this, right? Because I mean, this is the way she's been brought up. This is her culture. Um, so the monks are like talking with each other and they go, uh, they're not taking this very well. One of us should stay. And then two of the monks whisper back and forth to each other. And it, and it has to be said that one of the monks just looks like a white guy. 
Like he's, he's, <laughs> there's two very yeah. Laotian monks. And then there's like this white guy with his, with his shaved head. And of course they both look at him and he's like, what? Oh, come on. I'm not sleeping in a van another night. <laughs> and they say, no, 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 no. We're blessed to be in a town with the most generous Buddhist family. And uh, Khan says, oh, good company. Uh, blow up the air mattress. So they leave the poor guy behind. So the one monk has to stay while the other two go away. And then they're coming back next Sunday to verify all this stuff. Next thing we see is uh, the hills, of course, getting in bed because that seems to be an everyday thing at this point or yeah. an every episode thing. Yeah, so we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of bed bedroom scenes. time. Yeah, uh, Peggy's like, oh, and they thought it was going to be Connie. Well, I always knew my Bobby was destined for greatness. To be perfectly honest, I didn't see Lama. Hank's like, uh, the Buddhists think Bobby is a holy man. Now that's just sad. She says, Hank, 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 listen to this. Richard Gere is a Buddhist. Hank says, oh, it just keeps getting sadder. Sadder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are at the uh, Arlen Community College. Bobby and Connie ride up on their bikes. Uh, and Connie's like, uh, is this what you dragged me out of here, out, out here for? Soft serve ice cream at the student union? Because they both got ice cream cones with them. Yeah. Uh, he says, oh, that was an unscheduled detour. The campus Buddhist club is the main attraction. He opens the door for Connie, which he always does. Uh, he goes, don't tell anyone I'm a llama. I want to blend in. So they go inside and it, to me, it looked like a little culty commune kind of thing, right? Because yeah, there's all these sure people. Kind of, yeah. Kind of there's all these people in a circle and there's this, this one leader uh, who's cutting everybody's hair, which, which is really odd. Uh, I just wrote down teacher question mark, leader question mark. I don't know exactly. Uh, she says, yeah. she says this act symbolizes when the Buddha left his palace to become a monk and cut off his long hair with a sword. Connie says, my parents don't go to things like this. There's no one here they want to meet. She's absolutely right about that because no, absolutely. Con and men don't go to things unless it's going to be good for them. You know, unless it's going to yeah, promote them yeah, or whatever. Yeah, or go upward. Yeah, they're looking for upper mobility yeah. at every opportunity they can get. They go oh, up. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we got all the people there at the uh, uh, Buddhist club uh, and they're all like going around in a little circle which it's, it's very like pagan ritual looking thing and they're they're just tossing flower petals and stuff like that it just seems really weird um connie says thanks for bringing me bobby he goes well thank you for the ice cream cone bobby it always goes back to food always does it doesn't matter always. what it is it always goes yeah, back just, to food food is his love language <laughs> So next scene, we're back at Khan's, and that poor monk that got left behind, he's out washing the arrow star in the in the driveway. Uh, Bobby comes up and says, a real llama wouldn't be thinking of supercuts jokes in the middle of a ceremony, right? And yeah, he's, yeah. he says, well, Lama Sanglug always said the funniest jokes come from the tedium of meditation. He was a wonderfully funny man. He often wore his begging bowl like a hat. Bobby goes, oh, oh, I do that with my cereal bowl. <laughs> so I guess he eats his cereal and then puts his bowl on his head. So his head just constantly smells like spoiled milk. Is that is that what we're to assume at this point? I guess so. I think that's what we're assuming. <laughs> uh, the, the monk says, uh, he goes, Bobby, there's some teaching I think might help you on your journey. He hands him a book. Bobby's like looking through the book and he goes, oh, cool. Wait, no pictures? And then he hands him a Buddhism for Dummies book, and he goes, maybe this will help. <laughs> That's actually a real book. Uh, oh, I don't doubt that. In the book, it says, uh, he gave us one fact out of the book, that Buddhist monks and lamas are celibate. Uh, that comes up in a second. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew that part of it. Uh, just as long as they're not uh, uh, eunuchs. You know, I mean, I, I think they go short yeah, of being terrible. a eunuch. I don't think they do that anywhere anymore, in, 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 or at least in the modern world. So now we're going to get some scenes where Bobby is assumed to be a monk, or he's like practicing his his monk-ishness. I, I don't know how to say that. Um, but we see Bill and Dale out in the middle of the street arguing over a beer. And Dale has his finger stuck in the beer and um bill is trying to pull it and they're just wrestling back and forth and dale's like let go of my beer and you can see that his finger is stuck in the beer hole he goes you let go of my beer he goes so help me bill don't mess with my trigger finger bill's like oh yeah what are you gonna do shoot me with my beer i don't think so and then connie and bobby walk up and again bobby is bobby's kind of getting into this where he thinks he is the monk at this point he goes why are our friends fighting 
Uh, Bill says, uh, he put his finger in my beer. Uh, Dale says, he dared me to. And then Bobby, of course, with his eternal wisdom, comes up and says, you fight, but both have the same goal, right? And then they're like, so, so? He goes, Mr. Gribble, I want you to relax and imagine your finger sliding right out of Mr. Dotree's beer. Dale says, that is the single most ridiculous. And he realizes he's got his finger out and he's pointed at Bobby. So that worked. Exactly. Exactly. So that part worked. Uh, Connie says to him, uh, Chain Wasana Song could never have done that. So she's starting to believe this, right? She's starting to believe that Bobby is this stupid monk. Uh, and Bobby says, ah, Chain's a good guy. And she takes Bobby by the arm and they just kind of walk off. Hank has his uh, baseball glove with a baseball. He's in the living room and he's just kind of tossing it to himself and he's singing to himself. He says, uh, take me out to the ball game. Buy me some crackers and Apple Jacks. Well, that's not the way it goes, Hank, number one. It, it, I don't think it ever that's mentions Apple Jacks. Yeah. But yeah. he he's going into Bobby's room, you know, and he's really happy because he's got the ball and the, and the glove, which... I've never, there's not a whole lot of uh, baseball ever in King of the Hill. It's not generally not, which is kind of odd yeah. too, because usually when you're young in Texas, that's when you get the most baseball yeah. in. You know, usually a lot of kids are playing baseball at like, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old. Usually by the time you get to high school, there's just the guys that were hardcore yeah. into it doing it. Well, the other thing is like, usually the people that are Cowboys fans are Rangers fans. You know I mean? I know that's yeah, yeah, a little, yeah, sure. it's a little bit of a, of, of a stretch, but you know, well, those it's two, only a walk between the stadiums. So. Yeah. Those two tend to go hand in hand. Um, so Hank is, he's tossing the ball around. He's coming oh, yeah, in. And, uh, yeah. and for those of you that, don't know what we're talking about rangers is not referring to the new york rangers we're talking no. about the texas rangers Texas Rangers baseball club baseball just just in case uh so he's he's singing about his crackers and apple jacks and he goes into bobby's room and he sees bobby cross leg on the floor you know with his his fingers put together like home you know like he's he's the buddha and he's yeah. he's kind of humming to himself and he goes um money pada hum um money pada hum and he is uh, hank is like no way no god dang way and so yeah <laughs> he also bobby has drawn like a third eye in the middle of his of his forehead and yeah. that i think is what really set hank off and not only the chanting but uh god dang it they're methodist so he's, yeah, he's done <laughs> listening to it next thing you see is is he's in there rubbing the uh the eye off of bobby's forehead bobby's trying to explain it he goes dad i was this close to enlightenment he goes you call putting paint on your head anything you want but we're christians we don't do that kind of stuff why do you think we go to church every <laughs> sunday for fun <laughs> he says well That's funny. why do we go hank's like well because we're methodists he goes yeah i've been meaning to ask you that what is methodism anyway and then Hank gets like this puzzled look on his face because I don't think he can he can explain it either. Yeah, he can't. So the next thing you see is they're both in the pastor's office. Uh, what's the pastor's name? I couldn't remember her name. Oh, pastor is uh, Reverend Stroop. Stroop. Uh, she's there. It is. Yeah, it's From Minnesota. And she's voiced by the very first episode she appeared in. She was voiced by Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. That was uh, in I remember season that one. Yeah, uh, I believe it's season one or season two. But uh, Ashley Gardner did her voice from the year 2000 on till 2010. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it's pretty seamless. I mean, you can't you can't tell a lot of difference between the two. And she actually, when Lucky and Luann get married, yeah, uh, and Luann throws the bouquet, she actually tries to catch it, but misses and yeah. drops it. And then she sneaks back in. Oh, sorry. Uh Karen Stroop misses it. Connie catches the bouquet and then drops it after her mom scolds her. And then Karen yeah. sneaks back in and picks it up off the ground. Yeah. So, that man. probably gives us a little insight as to what's going to happen in the new stuff. I mean, if Connie, yeah, for sure, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's probably, um, if they're, if they're anything like I think they are, they'll probably start picking up on those little things that were dropped towards the end of the show. Uh, yeah, the pastor, yeah, yeah. Pather's trying to explain it to him. Uh, she says, Methodism is a rejection of Calvinism. And Hank's like, uh, yeah. Huh? So, Bobby, you heard her. You can't be a llama. Well, she didn't say that, but she's just trying to explain. She goes, oh, you're the boy. Well, congratulations. Hank's like, well, wait, hold on, hold on. We're supposed to be on the same team here. Reverend says, of course yeah. we are. Bobby, do you love Jesus? 
Bobby says, with all my heart, Hank's like, Buddhist liar, which <laughs> that's really intense for Hank to call him a, call his own son a Buddhist liar oh, yeah, under his pretty, breath. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's rough. Really rough. The, the pastor hears that and she goes, Mr. Hill, I would prefer if Bobby were simply a devout Methodist, but if he can use this experience to connect his spirituality sincerely, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, we're running late. Reverend, I'll see you Sunday. Like, Hank did not get the answer he wanted. So he's like, I got to go. Uh, the Reverend says, we could always use an extra heart at the homeless prayer service on Saturday morning. And he goes, uh, I'll mention it to the missus. And he's he's just done because he wanted the pastor to say, you know, Bobby, you can't do this. You're not a llama. We're good Methodists and all that. And instead, she came out with, well, if this helps him connect his spirituality to his life. And, you know, I mean, she was fine with it. The next thing we see is uh, we're at that playground. Now, I don't know exactly where this playground is, but it's the same one where Bobby went missing and he climbed up into the top of that rocket ship. Uh, and then Hank ends up climbing up into the rocket ship too and finds him up there. Uh, he, that Bobby is talking to Connie up on top of the rocket ship and he says, uh, listen to the wind. Uh, and they're both in the top of the rocket ship. And he goes, let the wind take the world away. What do you hear, Connie? She goes, I just hear my dad's ignorance and my mom's empty-headed materialism. No, wait, I hear my dad's empty-headed materialism too. That's the loudest. <laughs> yeah. Bobby says, you expect too much of them, Connie, because he's he's all on this Buddhist kick now, right? He, he's yeah, he's yeah, talking yeah. like a he's llama. In, he's, he's pretending to be a llama. Oh, yeah. He's fully invested. It's kind of funny about this stuff too, because this is... Uh the the stuff that goes on in japan and where they have like the the museum with the king of the hill stuff and stuff like that yep. it is bobby it's mainly centered around bobby and bobby's like the episode where he is buddhist is what is what's funny about this is that this like transcended some tv show in the united states and became like he also oh, sure. became a cultural icon somewhere oh, yeah. else just based on this connection with the buddhism pretty amazing yeah. Uh, Bobby says, you expect too much of them, Connie. Sometimes you have to let things be as they are. So your parents don't like me. Yeah, I'm carrying a few extra pounds. Yeah, she goes, easy for you to say. You're a llama. He goes, shh, 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 shh. I'm teaching here. Listen with your heart. The beating of it will drown out everything else. All that's left will be the sound of us. She says, kiss me, Sandlug. And they kiss at the top of that rocket. So they're uh, Kiss number, me saying <laughs> well, number one, their, their relationship's getting serious. I mean, oh, ever, yeah, yeah, ever yeah. since the fence, it started getting real serious. Yeah, it is that fence that, you know, everything happens at the fence line. That was the time. Uh, next thing we see is Peggy driving around in her car and she pulls up to a red light and there's a bumper sticker on the car in front of her. And she starts to read it. She goes, my child is an honor student at Westview elementary. Okay. Again, here's shitty Peggy coming out because she, pulls up beside yeah. that car rolls her window down and says to the lady yeah well my child is a god to billions of asians and then she just tears off down the street yeah, yeah, yeah. what a shitty person she is terrible all right next we're at tom landry middle school and we're in music yep. class uh chain uh shane comes over to connie and, and bobby and he says hey connie i noticed that you couldn't stop looking over at me shane's kind of a dick she says uh, i kept hearing flats i assume they were coming for you bobby's like no no come on you two again being the buddha or whatever he says if one of you plays flats and the other plays sharps we'll have a perfect harmony uh shane says that doesn't even make sense nitwit connie responds with shut up you're just jealous because you weren't chosen as llama Shane says, I'm glad I'm not a llama. The Shane train stops for the ladies. He says, <laughs> she, says, <laughs> she says, what is that supposed to mean? He goes, llamas can't have wives. They can't even have girlfriends. And he walks off. That's when it hits Connie. Connie says, uh, is yeah. that true, Bobby? Bobby's like, oh, no, that can't be. I mean, how do they get new llamas if llamas can't? Oh, no, reincarnation. <laughs> and then it fades Ooh. to the next commercial. All right, so we'll take the second commercial break there, and we'll be right back. Hey, Rusty, did you know that you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? No, I mean, I, know that. I mean, I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned a bottle around to actually see what's inside. You know, recently I did, and I found out many of my favorite creamers, like especially the one my wife used to use, uh, they contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, Ooh. dipole. 
potassium phosphate, whatever that is. Terrible. Artificial flavors. I don't. I can't take artificial flavors a lot of the time. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm good on any flavoring. Taste, they taste. Gross. I like. I don't like flavors in my coffee. I like. Co- I like the earth and flavor. Of coffee. I mean, I love coffee. Don't get me wrong. I I do love it. I just um, I don't like all that crap in my coffee. Right. Yeah. No. Who does that? So let me tell you about Laird Superfoods then. Uh, they have better ingredients, amazing taste, and functional benefits. Uh, Laird Superfood Creamers are crafted from the highest quality all-natural real food ingredients. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into your routine. Now, they're all-natural. They've got whole food ingredients. Uh, they contain naturally occurring MCTs from coconut oil. and Everybody tells you coconut oil is good for you. Mm-hmm. There's no artificial flavors, no colors, no additives, uh, no sugar from highly refined corn syrup. So that's a big deal right there. Um, if you take one thing you do every day and make it better, Laird developed his creamer himself to stay powered for a day on the waves. He was a big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton was, and he needed a morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. So he made this creamer, and it is, uh, it's, it's crazy, crazy good. Uh, Laird sources high-quality plant-based ingredients globally and puts an emphasis on U.S. sources whenever possible. They aim to source responsibly and sustainably and believe that the food you consume should be as good for the earth as they are for you. They have honest and transparent products and labels. Uh, If you try it, you won't go back. Um, They have functional superfood creamers, instant lattes, and prebiotic greens. They have a variety of snacks and supplements full of wholesome plant-based ingredients to keep you charged for wherever life takes you. So to get a deal on Laird Superfoods, I need you to go to zen.aibwaaakingofthehill. So that's zen.ai slash bwaaakingofthehill. And your offer code there is bwaaa. So Laird Superfoods makes a better creamer that keeps you powered all day, and it's better for you, the earth, and your coffee. What do you say, Rusty? You want to go get some coffee? Mmm. Coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rusty. Yeah. Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? Oh, no. I don't know about you, but like 2, 33 o'clock, I just hit a wall almost every day. I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, brain fog. But luckily, there's a cure. Oh, there is? Uh, Actually, I should have said there's a solution. It's called cure. Cure hydration. Uh, The Cure Hydration is an oral rehydration solution, or ORS, uh, that contains the perfect balance of electrolytes. You know how important that is because plants crave it. Super important. And glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water powder and pink Himalayan salt. And it is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan gluten-free, and non-GMO. That makes it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions and preferences. Uh, The packets that they give you, they're convenient. They're easy to use. You just mix them with water and drink. They're perfect for on-the-go, travel, or anytime you need quick hydration. Uh, Hydration is more than just drinking water, Rusty. It is, uh, that's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. I've known people like that. My wife wife drinks so much water, it's crazy. Lauren found Cure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mix to make hydration easy for everyone. Uh, Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they only use the highest ingredients and quality plant-based stuff to avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. So are you ready to combat dehydration? Absolutely. You, you can try Cure today and feel difference for feel the difference for yourself. Use your code. B-W-A-A-A. <laughs> Sorry, I blanked. You're good for 20% off your order. Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use our special code. B-W-A-A-A. For 20% off your order. Uh, your coupon will be activated at checkout. Try Cure Hydration. Stop drying out. All right, so we are back. And uh, now we're at the Get In, Get Out Mini Mart. 
uh, and Connie and Bobby are over on the side and they're they're sharing a Slurpee or a slushy or whatever you want to call it. They got the two straws in it. And they're thinking over this whole llamas can't get married. They can't have girlfriends thing. And Bobby's like, I got it. I'm leaving the Buddha hood. Connie says, I'm Bobby, leaving the Buddha, hood. <laughs> the Buddha hood. Connie says, Bobby, I won't let you. I want to be with you too, but it's not our choice. If you're Sanglug, you're Sanglug. It's meant to be. He goes, well, I can always tank the test. Uh, I'll pick a bell. Who owns a bell? She says, well, what if it is the bell? He goes, I'll pick another cane. They wouldn't make it the same thing twice, but she's probably right. She says, uh, Bobby, don't make this a game. If you don't take the test tomorrow, I'm going to be wondering for the rest of my life. Like if you're the llama and if you are, I'll be disrespecting Buddha every day. I can't live with that. And she gets up with the drink and she leaves. Uh, next thing we see is we're in the alley with Dale, Bill, Boomhauer, plus the monk who had to stay behind. Uh, Bill says, oh, so uh, how long you been celibate? And the monk says, three years. He goes, hmm, fourth year is the toughest one. <laughs> I think that's a, <laughs> that is a fantastic joke by Bill. That is a great joke, yeah. Hank comes up, and he's pretty angry, and he goes, he goes, hey, you, you go tell my boy he's not a llama right now. Uh, the monk says, I can't tell him that because it's not up to me. There's a Buddhist saying, as the wheel follows the ox that draws the cart, the wind cannot overturn a mountain. I don't know All what right. that means. He yeah, goes, sure. uh, <laughs> and Hank says, you're talking like a song from the Lion King. Stop that. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's good. That's funny. <laughs> the monk says, or does it make perfect sense? Hank's like, what the, see, that's the type of, I, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's completely out of stuff. So he's just going to yeah. kick his ass at this if point. My ass is going to be kicked. Then it will be kicked. That's yeah. right. And, and Hank's like, what? and he's just, he's, he's fed up. He's done with this llama stuff. All right, so now we're back at Khan's house, uh, and Khan says, to the celibacy of the monks, and he's making a toast with wine, uh, and uh, Min says, the celibacy of monks, so they're making this toast or whatever, and then the monk holds up his water or milk, I couldn't tell which one it was, uh, Connie's there, and she's just like super sad, uh, Khan looks over and goes, oh, there, there, Khan Jr., we know how you must feel, but really, you just dodge a chubby white bullet. It's rough. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is rough. So the next thing we see is Bobby is back in his room and he's he's got incense burning and he's super sad. And he's got all the lights turned down and he sits like a Buddha and he starts chanting. He's like, oh, money, padme, hum. Oh, that means uh, I meant to mention this earlier. Yeah. That means it's called the it, it means the jewel is the lotus. Mm. That's what I don't know what that means, but sure. Lotus. Uh, I'm not really sure, but it's uh, that Om Mani Padme Hum that's used in uh, Star Wars. Well, yeah, that probably too. <laughs> but uh, what's it called? Yoga. It's to oh. uh, the mantra is supposed to uh, transform your impure body, speech, and mind into the pure body, speech, and mind of Buddha. Oh, that so makes sense. To I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's well, a, I mean, at least they pulled that in. It. You know, I mean, they, at least they're they're trying to be respectful of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, for sure. So Bobby's like chanting to himself and he goes, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Lama Sanglug, I miss Connie so much. Wait, I'm Lama Sanglug. What should what should we do? Give us a sign. He like looks down in his shirt, which is the weirdest thing because he's like looking at himself for a sign. And then outside the door, you hear Hank, I'm the great Lama Sanglug and you are not. Forget about that dang Buddhist hooey. I command you. Bobby goes up yeah. to the door he opens the door. Dad, what are you doing? He goes, uh, nothing. I was just walking by and I thought I heard, uh, don't take the test tomorrow. He goes, well, I have to. He goes, what do they got on you, boy? He says, I'm in a jam here. Connie says she'll have to dump me if I don't take the test. He goes, well, we definitely can't have that. And so they both kind of sit on the bed and they, you know, that's where they hash things out. Bobby's like, that's why I'm praying my guts out, but I'm not getting any answer. I don't even know what to do. Hank says, well, everything's going to be all right. He snuffs out the incense that was still burning. He goes, uh, so just hang in there. And he, then you get like this huge pregnant pause between the two of them. They're just, they're just staring at each other. And again, this is one of those things where Hank just has no idea what to say. He's trying his best and he goes, uh, okay, don't forget to brush before he leaves. <laughs> and then he just yeah. leaves the room. We're back in the Hill bedroom. They're getting ready for bed. Uh, Hank is airing out his socks, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, he watches uh, Peggy go into the bathroom and he says, uh, okay, here we go. 
And then he kneels down beside the bed to pray like a little, uh, like an eight-year-old or whatever, you know, he's just down on his knees. And Lord, Hank Hill here, Methodist. Sorry, I'm uh, missing the homeless prayer service. Uh, now about Bobby, I'm pretty sure we're on the same page about this llama thing. I was kind of hoping that you could do uh, just have him fail the test tomorrow. You know, like had him fail so many other tests in the past. Oh, and starving kids. I got to go. Amen. And he jumps into bed. <laughs> uh, now we're... Uh, uh back in Bobby's room he's he's watching the monks set everything up outside they're putting the rug down and they're putting all those items on it and you hear hey Bobby Hill and so uh he has to come out he goes look I got a statue of Buddha this is Khan he's holding up a statue of Buddha to Bobby and goes look yeah. I got a statue of Buddha separated at birth or what <laughs> uh so uh Dale being part of the crowd he goes uh so if he picks it right, he gets to keep all those prizes. Bill's like, uh-huh. What if he picks wrong? He, and and I don't know what this means. Maybe you know what this means. Or maybe uh, Artie told us what this means. But Dale says, Bill says, what if he picks the wrong thing? And Dale says, cap snaffler. Snaffles caps off all size jugs, bottles, and jars. It really, really works. Which I can only guess is like a as-seen-on-TV kind of product or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why he just pulled that out and started saying actually, it. Actually, uh, looking it up, a cap snaffler. Let's see. <laughs> Let's Google it real fast. Cap snaffler. Uh, While so you're looking that up. the oh, yeah, It says here, it's Snapple's caps. And apparently, <laughs> it's an What's older. What's that mean? It's an older product that looks like it would be from the 60s or 70s. What uh -huh. it is, it's a piece of rubber that when you set it on a cap, it fits any oh, size. And when you cramp down on it, it allows you to take the, it's so mainly it's like a those... tool for women. It's a tool that was pretty much targeted and made for women in the kitchens to be able to open up anything. It's like those grandma jar openers, work. right? Pretty yeah. much that, yeah. Okay. So like while okay. the men's at work. Nowadays, what you have is you have, uh, the one that I have uh, was made as a gift for me, but it's just, two yeah. saw blades pretty yeah. much on a piece of wood and it yeah. fastens underneath the counter and you just slide the jar to the size you need to open it up yeah yeah, yeah. like a real country homemade one <laughs> sure sure well they work um oh it does yeah the head monk of course all this stuff is set out he says okay well this is the final test please choose an item on this rug and bobby is like i mean he's he looks around a lot because he he doesn't want to pass the test but he wants to give it his best and all this kind of stuff and so he looks around and he sees a mirror laying on the rug and he goes, okay, so I can pick anything on the rug. The monk says, yes. He sees a reflection of Connie in the mirror and he goes, I pick Connie right there in the mirror. And Connie's like, oh my. And then uh, Con says, hey, make him pick for real. He's cheating. Uh, the monk says, there's no cheating. Test has been taken. He has chosen. Uh, Con is extremely upset. Connie says, oh, Bobby. And then Hank's like, whoo. Peggy says, do you think maybe I should pick? He goes, no. Uh, and so uh, Bobby and Connie walk off together. They've solved this whole thing. He's not going to be the monk, but he has chosen Connie. It's really sweet the the way he chooses her out of the mirror. It's pretty smart of Bobby, honestly, uh, to get out of this whole thing. The other monk, he kind of talks to the, to, the, to the main monk, and he goes, uh, but that was Sunlug's mirror. He goes, yes, I know, but he didn't pick it. He goes, but he used it. He goes, hmm, tough call, but it's mine and I made it. And that's it. They all walk off. The whole damn thing's over. So Bobby has chosen Connie. The monks are out of his system and everybody is done. So I think that's yep. the last we hear of Sanglug. That is the last of Sanglug. So that takes us to the credits. And then after the credits, we hear Khan once again. Yeah, yeah, Buddhist, whatever, monks. Yeah. So uh, it was a good episode. It went really fast. Um, I didn't really remember it because again, it's one of those filler episodes. Yeah, but uh, uh, it was I good nonetheless. His notes. I, I should have looked at his notes when I was talking about the cap snaffler. He did have notes on the cap snaffler. He said yeah. it's a real product made and sold by a company called Ronco. Oh, which Ronco, made famous for its unique products, which were promoted by a founder named Ron Pope Popiel. Popiel, yeah, yeah, Popiel, yeah. yeah. Ron cool. Popiel. I've heard of that company before. Ron Popiel was the guy who uh, he had Ronco and he made the pocket fisherman 
Uh, he made Mr. Microphone. Oh, okay. He's Pocket Fisherman. I He's know the Pocket, Pocket Fisherman because it was that rod and reel uh-huh. that looked like uh, yeah. it almost looked like He's one like of those dog leashes. Out. Yeah, and then you flopped it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He also made the. Uh, He's got the set it and forget it uh, uh, chicken uh, rotisserie thing. Like he was, he made all of his money. Oh, he did the first chopping slap too. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the chopomatic and the dialomatic. He was huge in uh, in like as seen on TV items. That's how he made all his money. All right, that is it for this time, Uh, Rusty. You want to tell them where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us at roguemedianetwork.com slash B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H or you can find us at B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H.com and don't forget yep. to go over to our patreon.com slash B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H and uh, click on that supporter role if you yep. want to support us and help us out. And uh, also you can find us on youtube.com slash B-W-A-A-K-O-T-H and that's where you can find this video if you're listening on audio you got it. and uh, want to support us on YouTube. Yeah, any if if any of you can help us out on Patreon, we really appreciate it. It does cost money to do this show, and and we thank you for all your support. All the support we've already gotten has been fantastic, and uh, we're looking forward to more. Um, you guys are great. Thank you again for being here, and we'll see yep. you again next week for Season 4, Episode 19, getting real close uh, to the end. Almost. What, yeah. what is it, 22 episodes? I think it's 22, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. there you go, guys. We're like four episodes out and if i'm not mistaken we've already passed our 150th episode of this show so there you go so we're moving on through all right we'll see you again friday we matanye matanye indeed This has been a Rogue Media Network 